powerhouse. So, anyways, I have um, a bit of news to explain to everybody. Here on planet Earth, where the lovely, lovely mishappenstance of mistakes lives, that would be me. Um, I will be coming back with a party. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So, anyways, I was just wondering. I think maybe I have captured my, um, I think it's going to be my first guest on doing podcasts, and I've been on here for, like, a millennia of years. Maybe, maybe two eternities. And I've never had like a guest. Um, I think I have a couple of ones in my background on this show, but um, I really had to, I had to prod them really bad, you know. And it just kind of like, and when you knock them out when you're trying to interview them, they won't talk, you know. And you have to improvise. So, anyways, we got a real live one coming up here, so I'm gonna interview, and um, I think I'm gonna go pick my friend Alice up. And then do an interview, and we're going to be out in the wide open. The sky is blue, my eyes are green, and my friend is mean. What do you mean, Jelly Bean? We're going to do a party right here, right now. <laughs> in SoCal, coming up. So, um, are you ready, Vietnam? We're going to do a podcast, and, um... This lady is highly intelligent that I'm going to be interviewing, right? But don't let that fool you. Sometimes she will sound like um, she comes from the hard side of life. But she really does. But she does know intellectual people. So she's, um, but she's more intelligent than, than anything. And she's um, quite literal and fancy in her vocabulary, which is what I really, I'm trying to, I would love to ingratiate that part of her intelligence, if you will. I want to go to the penal part of her brain and, and gland that sense of, you know, captivating um, magnetism. That's what I, I really would love to draw it on her because she, uh, geologically speaking, she is really versed in um, geography and maps and cultures and vocabulary. So... And she loves everything I do, which is really nice. She's, you know, we've come a long way knowing one another. And um, <clears throat> um, and I, I'm kind of glad that, you know, I do know her thus, thus far, you know. We've been through our ups and downs. And I've been through a period of time with her where I just, you know, sometimes I couldn't stand the lady. And I just, I hated her because, you know, a few instances where I was, you know, our Let's just say, put it this way, our friendship had clashed. Our personalities were not um, cool. They did not make it any type of synopsis, connection, or deduction, or um, introduction. Our, our personalities, you know, came from, you know, afar. So, with that said, the person I'm going to be interviewing um, on my show, I'm, like, giving you a warning how the show is going to go. Or not a warning, but how I'm just letting you know, an itinerary. We're going to enchant our gray matter with the green on the gray with Alice today. 
That's right, people. That's right. And I would love to get her totally stoned. Um, and I hope she partakes in it. Because um, I just got done talking to her on the telephone. And even though she was dog-tired, she still was able to handle an intelligent conversation. She was able to conceptualize my focal point, And she was able to um, encompass... Um, quite a, a a huge range of views you know what I'm saying and she was totally tired and I dug that I dig when somebody can be you know a magician when they don't want to or they have to you know when they can dance like that and you know <clears throat> I like that stuff because you know um let's just say that means that they they want to get to know you or they're trying to be real to show you and <clears throat> Dance, darling. Dance. You can dance. Do it. So, I appreciate dancing mentally. It stimulates the gray matter within my cranium. I don't like playing bowling for dollars, you know, with my brain. I've already lived that life with abuse, so I don't have to live that kind of stuff anymore. I am transitioning into a new woman. I am a new person. I have a whole new persona about myself. And it is, drumroll please, that I don't give a hoot about my past. I don't care about the people who hurt and abused and beat me. I don't care what people did, even though I was doing the right thing up until this very day. I don't care anymore. It doesn't hurt me if someone close to me says, my body is disgusting, you make me sick. I don't care if somebody says that um, they're, you know, so-and-so called me a whore. I don't care about these abhorrent lies or fictitious, fictitious reasonings people make not to get to know me or, you know, the lies they tell themselves to seem like they're telling me a truth that they really hate me. You know, so <laughs> I'm done figuring out human beings on every facet and level and platform you can imagine. I no longer meddle with devil. I actually deal with the real, which actually happens to be me. Be me. Oh, and hey, for all those out there who would like to get a hold of me on Twitter, um, I just opened a, a brand new account on there. And um, my handle on Twitter is SteelGensH2O. Sounds like you're going to steal my water, right? But Steel is spelt S T E E L E. And then it's J-E-N-S, and then H2O, water. So, um, at Twitter.com. So, if you, anybody would like to, you know, chat with me on Twitter, and you guys don't want to do it here, you know, we can go behind, um, you know, Twitter's facade and fly our feathers on there and communicate in an, a, a professional, respectful manner. And uh, talk about anything you want. Y'all ready for this? So we can do that. So anyways, yeah, guess what? Um, 
I am a new person as of today. I'm excited because I know that life is not growing through, on, and fro me. And I'm excited. I'm so, I'm, I'm blessed and I feel relaxed. I feel like a woman. I feel like a real lady for the first time. It is so, I feel like I just came into puberty, like I turned into a chick. For reals. I mean, I know that sounds stupid. I'm like a thousand and one billion years old. But, you know, that is the important significance about change in a human soul. Is that you will come out on the other side if you stick with it. A completely different person. You yourself will notice it first. And you know what's weird? Everybody used to say, once you start to change your life, everybody will notice it. Everyone. But that's not true at all, people. You notice it first. You know why? Because it's like you gave birth to your brand new first kid in your whole life. Or you had sex with your very first love for the first time. You're holding your something that's beautiful or you made this beautiful art or this craft or you made a touchdown or you impressed yourself somehow. And But it was so big, it's an ear, eye, and mile mark of somebody's life and your life. And you know what? I found out that <clears throat> it will be a huge difference to yourself like it is to me. I know this. I, I speak from brand new baby ex experience because... Along the way and the path and journey of life along that destined and Horace Road, we lose friendships, we lose followers, we lose perceivers, we lose um, compassion um, and empathic notions, we lose intuition, we lose morale and morals and self-esteem and who we are as a being, right? That's how hard life is. That's in, in life, really, it feels like it's life is long because of all the beating and the hate and the rape and the torment and the prejudice because of somebody thinks they're better than the other for what? For, now they're just making it for no reason that they hate you, right? So along this long journey that we feel, the only reason life feels long is because of all the hatred that's bestowed upon, upon you and I. But along this journey, by the time we get to a certain point, like myself, I'm not speaking for you, but by the time I got to a certain point, I had lost any, if, I mean, I've lost all, if I had any cheerleaders and good doers in my life. <clears throat> and um, I've come to find out that, unfortunately, it seems like that's why we have so many lonely people and people in rejection and... Um, not a good induction of life tunnel, if you will. There is no light for people that are uh, forced to be inducted through a hole. What's, I mean, tell me, what is the light in a hole? If you didn't even know you were being put in there, you have no option. That's what people feel when they, you know, at certain walks of life. Some of us feel like we are in a darkness that we can't, we didn't, we didn't ask for it. We didn't put ourselves there. And we were totally innocent of that cause. And so these are the people that I'm reaching out to around the world. These are the souls that I'm peering to right now. And I'm telling all that hatred, all that BS, and all that 
disgusting bad stuff that that people did to to some souls out there i'm telling i'm not telling i command it to stand down now in the name of peace love and and tarry on and friendship go ye own way you know harm ye harm ye none you know what i'm saying leave be what you can't be if somebody is trying to make you to be in the form of hate, then that's because they are in that form. And let me tell you, friends, humanoids, human people, friends out there, because I'm a human too, that I finally saw the light. And I finally realized that um, if hatred cannot become me, then get the freak out of here. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Why, you know, I, I just don't understand why I, um, you know, I was just really, 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 um, like, uh, I had a lot of invisible, and I know that it can't just be me, the only one on this planet, but I have, I had a lot of inv strong, formidable, invisible forces of um, nature, cosmos, and spiritual um, trying to nag me down all the time, all the time. Every time I was positive, bam, something would make me trigger an effect that it would keep me down for another two days. Another two days, my, one of my psychics told me today, and, and it's true, and I totally concurred. Another two days became another, uh, two weeks. Another two weeks became another, uh, two months. Another two months became another two quarters. Another two quarter months, um, became another two years, another two years became another, you know, 22 years. And dude, I'm thinking, I know, right? I I no longer choose to let hate try to become me. Any haters that are like that on that stuff right now, there's, they're, they're just, okay, look. Um, I like target practice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in the spiritual realm speaking. You know what I'm saying? With all due respects. I mean, um, I don't come over to that person's house and wreck their soul. And I don't want that happening to myself, if you know what I know. You know? I don't come to anybody's house um, wanting to deteriorate them mentally. And I sure as the heck don't want to leave their house leaving some type of evil trajectory. I, I actually want to be um, my best self. That my, so I want to be what my grandma, my favorite grandma, would see and say when she saw me when I was a little girl. She was filled with delight and joy. And it, it, that offspring of shining, utter love and strength and brightness was portrayed upon my being. My, my heart was just like, you know, sobbing with happiness and love and, and absorbing every single tiny ray of, of goodness from Grandma. She made me feel that pure and safe and protected. We all have one glare of life, of uh, that type of instance in our lifetimes about something good. Whether it be the first time you saw a caterpillar, you know, um, come out of its cocoon. Or whether it be the first time you had sex when you were younger. Or whether it be you, that you won the spelling bee and your family didn't acknowledge you. Or whether it be, you know, um, 
you chose to abstain from doing drugs around the other kids at school and nobody congratulated you. I'm telling you, that one good thing, that one tiny, tiny thing will make you a winner in this so-called hard day of life. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Rotak leaping, lapping, globing. All right. So, don't give up ever, 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 ever. Because, you know, another uh, friend of mine was telling me in an email today that heroes are giving extremely <sighs> death-defying challenges. Not, not because... Um, they're easy. The what makes them a hero, a hero, or a heroine is somebody who can fight heroin. Somebody who can fight to be a hero. That's what makes people in like superstar, you know, stories and legends and history, all over the world. You know, real beings that actually were that. You know, in all walks of life, whether it be real or fiction, actually, and actually people that are heroes in stories, the majority of the population always looks at that hero like, man, they're so cool. I want to be like Superman or I want to be like Robin Hood. I want to be like Spidey or, you know, the Incredible Hulk. Man, you admire their sense of uh, superhumanness, right? The only way, rhyme or reason, that that person got to that strength is because they actually fought that superhuman evilness that was bestowed upon them in a very bad, uncanny... And I mean, don't we know that heroes... Isn't a hero somebody who's always uh, trying to be honest and do good and treat humans with respect, and then, bam, they get hit with, like, a 15-propeller octopus, you know, that's, that's you know, nickname was, you know, Satan Sanny. You know, it's like, you know, the, the hero, like, okay, for instance, inside the class, the original Clash of the Titans, that movie, if anybody's ever seen it, it's excellent. Um, the hero in that, that story, look at all the obstacles that freaker that guy went through <sighs> I mean what just to marry a chick are you serious you know what I'm saying and um he was pure of heart so the good things that you do if even if you're not pure of heart right now there's you can still do this you, you're still in it to win it you're still in it you know for a minute so even if you don't have a pure of heart um, frame of mind right now, per se, because you figure, oh, man, I just served some time, you know, in the pen and with some chomos and shit like that. And um, we just, you know, we racked their cell or we racked them up or whatever. You can, you know what? Um, I know that the people say in that the Christian religion, you just ask God to forgive you. He'll forgive you of all your sins. But let me tell you, people, we're only human. What's really hard in that walk of life, and I'm not trying to deter anybody anymore on that, you know. I love you no matter what you guys believe in. But I'm just being honest because I was one. But what's really hard in that walk of life and in that stature and in, in that shadow, and it definitely is a shadow when you're supposed to be in the light, is 
that some other thing that you've never seen or touched before, and they say has touched your life or you, you're supposed to believe that they it forgave you, you know, and you're just supposed to move on. That's fine, but they don't give you the to the tools how to negotiate with um, the ill temperance of constant torment of reality. When you know a special rhythm of hatred comes before you, they give you something pretty shallow. Just turn to this. Just turn to the book. Turn to the book and and focus on praying. And it's like that's not reality. That's not real life. And and the reason why I say that with all due respects is because reality is that the Christians believe in something, some other bigger entity than them to forgive and accept them because of uh, their, their ill doings in the past, right? Um, but people who live on, you know, a different spiritual plane or level or a thought process, they actually... Um, it's not that we don't have a use for any god or gods or goddesses. It's just that I have learned through psychology and, um, you know, uh, philosophy and endeavors of the heart and soul and mind, and the subconscious and the conscious and, you know, um, metaphysics and quantum physics, stuff like that, you know and foreign languages and stuff like that. And I've never even went to a college in my entire life. I, I have self-nurtured um, myself through all studies personally. I didn't even graduate from high school. And, and I was raised hardcore, born again, staunch Christian, right? I, I, even, I was even speaking in the tongues, you know? So that's why I say it. I know what I'm saying in that walk in life. But anyways, what I wanted to say is that I I walk on a different platform or uh, level of information of spirituality. And I hope that people who are, you know, um, have their mind inside of a, a strict chassis of a, you know, a compelled donkey or horse. I hope that, you know, that you just are open to what I'm saying. I just feel like one day it hit me like a bomb, mental bomb on my head. And you'll never know when you're going to have an epiphany, right? When it's, if it's a real one and you're honest with yourself to let it happen, that's cool. It's like having an orgasm, you know, in public and you're like in the middle of everywhere and you're just like, oh my God, what? See? Oh, wow, that's bitching. You know, and everybody's looking at you like, freak, who's she? Oh, she's crazy. And they're spinning their finger around the side of the brain. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm crazy because I just had an epiphany, um, an enlightenment of life. And my it lit up my brain and my soul and my heart and my mind and my body all connected at the same time. It's like the planets all lining up for you on one certain day. For you to just skip across the sky. At ease. At ease, soldier. You know, no, you know, heretic or fiend, um, insane code that you got to fumble or jumble with. No this or thous or thys or wants or nots. 
It's not the have-nots or the, the want-nows. It's nothing like that. It's got all to do with who you are as a human being. And the first time you have an epiphany that how important you are, that you actually can have that certain type of control that, 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 that um, religion forces us to pray to, to for forgiveness in ourselves, you actually that epiphany will, re, will align you with your yourself, and you won't feel like you're a crippled, um, walking or you know in a, a skeleton full of bones all mismatched, just being floated by some mechanism that you don't know but you're supposed to trust. Actually, what happens is that alignment shoots through you. It radiates, and it, I mean your eyes get big, like you did. Like either somebody punched you in the back, or you really had an orgasm at the end of it. It's like whoa, yeah. Or you just tasted food or something sweet or something bitching, and it was honest and pure for the first time. When you have an epiphany, it goes to this. That's why they you have an alignment because everything feels so rad and knowledgeable. At that particular pivotal point in a human's mind, that's what I'm trying to convey. That's what I am going to convey. We realize that not only do the the not only is the universe used as your stepping stone, but you control it. There's not something outside of you bigger that is, you know out there doing everything there could be <clears throat> for what you want to believe in then that's what you believe but i'm just saying if you just give yourself half of a chance of a stance it's a chance of a lifetime that you kind of take a tiny bit of power away from that big ass entity that is just like this it's like when you take two magnets between you know that big huge ent entity they call you know and respectfully god <clears throat> Versus a human. You take two powerful magnets, the sun and the moon, <clears throat> and you turn them backwards. What happens? It's all a buffer. But you know it's there because it feels strong. But every time you try to get to it, you slip away. You slip off. You fall down. It keeps pushing you. You know? And um, it's just a huge force that you know you're not to meddle with. You just know that it's called this big entity. It's like um, three... Um, sections and it's supposed to dwell inside you and it's supposed to give you power but it seems like those powers only come on certain days when you're not coming down or when you're not drunk <clears throat> or even it feels like you know you wish you could go to church stone you know and um, it's okay to want to you know screw that chick over there because you're in church you know you're just thinking it and, and um, you know but that's the thing. In that religion, you get torn down even just for thinking of that. That's why that religion is so relentless on human souls, minds, and their um, emotions and beings and feelings and actions and thought provocation. And, uh, you know, it's an endangerment of um, the human psyche energy, I feel. You know, you're not <clears throat> free... To say, I think I'm badass. I know it. <laughs> you're not free to say, um, I think you're freaking sexy as hell to another person. And still be married and not cheat on your spouse. 
you're not free to say that. Um, you know, I, um, I want to um, paint the town hot pink today. Is that okay with you? No, because that color is not an, part of our doctrine. Well, I want to do this on a certain day in my life. Is that okay with you? No, if you do, then there will be consequences um, for that, that mark or, you know, jest. Okay, well, I want to um, think on my own on a certain part of uh, this religion. I think it should be changed. Um, and I want to um, speak out of turn, and I want to stick up for my rights. Well, if you do that, the religion says to, you know, some societies and, and jurisdictions and congregants, that uh, you will be shunned or itchnate or kicked out of the, the holy church. I mean, what's the use of going to church when you, you get that same kind of treatment and action exactly on the ride home with the people you came to church with? And not only that, even if you get dropped off from somebody that you had to bum a ride with, then when you walk in the home that you that's supposed to be your safety zone, as soon as you shut that door, you smell the smell of the house, and that smell brings with it anxiety, emotions, fear, hate, and angst, and pissed offness. And But you're going to still try to tarry on because God's with you. You know what I'm saying? The reason why I'm saying this is because I want you to realize that we actually can steal a little bit of God's power. It, or it, it's a lot, actually. <laughs> I say a little, but it, it turns out to be, it makes you a whole new soul. And you know what I was just telling someone the other day, because we were talking about parts of the Bible, and they, they're a real staunch Christian, right? And that means staunch S-T-A-U-N-C-H, if I'm not um, incorrect. It might be E. I don't even know how to spell it. I think I used to when I was a kid. Anyways, staunch means straight up erect. You know, totally stiff, frozen, not moving, not friendly, no smiling, just completely utter focus in one direction, one direction only. That's a staunch Christian. I was a staunch Christian, but I was um, referring to the conversation I was carrying out with a family member the other day. They brought up uh, part of the Bible, and they were talking about the Garden of Eden. And they were saying how gracious that their God was. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I have no um, room to talk smack on anybody else's religions Anymore, like I used to, like I used to, like chop their heads off mentally and verbally, and just knock them down and laugh at them, point at them, like, and put my foot on their back and go, "Hey, Christians!" I realized that that is not right. In fact, if you know, you go back through a lot of my podcasts, you'll hear me talking smack on different religions, and that wasn't cool. Um, I, but. It's a normal part of a human being. When they change from one thing to another, you have to let them get used to that role and see where or if and when they actually are to be. Is that that role that they are taking on, does that actually build them up and edify them and look respectful on thee? If it does, and they're changing the world with their words, because from from fro they went and here they came, then that's a that's um pretty formidable because I actually have changed from being a hardcore um, 
talking in the tongues, born again, evangelical, uh, baptized a thousand times in front of the public, Christian person, raised since birth, to the other opposite, total freaking evil side. That's what they think of us. You know? And you know, that's another thing that um, kind of like encaptured my um, soul. Not for a good part during that wartime either. Um, speaking of being in that church, the religion, is because um, fear tactics to me are baseless. They're they're tacky, they're groundless, and they are definitely not innocent by all means. It's the same instance um, or example as somebody going into court to sue someone, but the person, the plaintiff, the one suing someone that's called the plaintiff, shows up to court and actually set the defendant up so that they could, you know, hurt them and get a monetary reward. That means money reward, reward to win the, the, the case. If somebody comes into court and they've done something dirty before they got there that pertains exactly to that case, um, the judge can, when the, if the judge finds out about it, the judge will actually um, throw the case out, deny it, won't hear it, and, won't, and uh, will justify it with these words, unclean hands. You cannot go into court with it's called unclean hands. And I truly, totally, truly, I just made a new word up. Truly and totally the same are the same words. But I totally believe in that because it's the same things when my kids used to come in from playing outside. If they have, if they have muddy hands and they, they're just touching everything and they haven't washed them, they're bringing in dirt and they're just being disrespectful and they forget the, the, um, their manners and respect and honor for their own home. Um, and they're being negligent. That's how I used to treat my kids. You can't come in this house and disrespect it like that and expect me to love it and love you too at the same time. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm human. I'm a, I'm a human chick. And um, religion or no religion, I was straight up honest. With my, I'd be like, go in there and wash your hands. You know, don't come into my house with unclean hands like that. But I felt like that with all of my kids' souls, hearts, minds, and thoughts and feelings. Because... That's what I taught them at first as babies or little kids was their physical being. That's the first thing I taught my kids. That's where I was growing and starting and starting to show them where roots come from. You know, their fingers are a form of growth. Their fingers are a form of life. So if your hand gets dirty, you put it to your mouth. When they get sick, somebody could die. And so that's the first thing I was teaching my all my kids when they were when they were super duper young, was you keep your hands clean and your heart pure. That keeps your thoughts happy, and your being cured. You know. So I mean, I was. It, um, I just let's just say, I'm like a detailed, you know thought-provoking type of woman. And so, of course, unfortunately, um, I know that rubbed off on Or my kids were tortured because of... <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm really into um, the human psyche energy. Energy is what you think. I'm into the human soul, the heart, love, and forgiveness. And the uttermost awesome best that you are born to be.
I'm here to make legends and history in awesome, good ways and rock stars because nobody else is doing it. It's too easy to take the low road. It's way too easy to cop out. But let me tell you, this past week or so, I've been put through the ringer on uh, being tested by life myself. Again, recently, my mother has rejected me. I, you know, I felt like a yo-yo about a year ago. And I, I promised myself I'm never going to let my mom do that to me again. You know, my mom wastes me and looks at my soul and mind as a wasteland of discontent and utter puberty. In other words, she, she fathoms me of as a, a person in uh, perpetual puberty, like I'm just a dumb shit flying around on a wicked-ass broom as a dildo and not giving a shit about being jacked off. That's how people treat intelligent people. So if you're being treated like, you know, an unintelligent jack-off, you know, with a dildo and people treating you like that on a stick, that means that you are super awesome sauce. That doesn't mean that the devil wants you and they're going to take you to hell or the Christians want to make you right. What it means is your true awesome self is being subjected to oppression because once the cat gets out of the bag or a whisker starts to flicker or there's a gleam in somebody's eye, everybody and everything in life that's gnarly and doesn't like you or they pertain or they actually say they love you is going to come at you ten fold even you, your closest friends yeah your only best way out of this situation and value for this to not you know leave a demerit behind is to ride that one tiny shiny bright molecule of starlight out you know, like when you're playing a game and you see an out, you're like, it's a matter of a split second decision. You know that if you were to ever get to anything or, or game phase or stage or platform in life, if you were to play a game or when you're watching a hero's movie like Star Wars or something, you know that you would do the same things Luke Skywalker did. Or if you're for the, the other side, you would do the same thing Darth Vader did. Or you know what? Your heart resonates with Yoda. You know, and have and be the force. You are the force. That's what that is telling. This is what I am saying too. You are a force to be reckoned with. It's not fiction. It's not hateology. It's not uh, histrionics. It's not biometrics. It's 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 a planet of formidable being of one in its own. There's nothing else. That's how badass we are. In, in the force within us. of um, The force means originality. You want to know what that means? May the force be with you. The force means being you. May you be with you. That's badass. That's fucking rad, huh? Could you imagine? Every single person, I just got goosebumps. I'm like shivering right now. I feel like lights on me. Every single person on this planet, may you be with you. In other words, may you be about your wits if people come to hate you, tear you down, trick, deceive, or do maniacal bad things to you, or want to leave an evil spirit on you, or wish you dead or raped or harmed. <laughs> what? Right. And so 
there's no other person on this planet that could protect you the way you can. That's what the Force in, in Star Wars means. May the Force be with you. That's what it means. The Force means you. Um, the only way that Luke Skywalker t could um, levitate or learn any of the skills of um, the, you know, space weaponry was he had to use what? Not his toes, um, not his flatulence, you know, certainly not his beautiful eyes that chicks all wanted to love on, you know, and not his innocent, um, you know, sexy masculine guy demeanor or his even his outfits. None of that got him to use and utilize total interstellar magnification, you know, force, levitation, in other words. What's the one thing that got, he had to learn to trust his own brain. And that's what I'm saying. In certain religions, you are not allowed to learn about science um, because, you know, those two things don't mix. Uh, science believes in evolution. We believe that God was the creator. Well, yeah, that's cool. You can still believe in the in creation process, you know, if you want to be the force. That's cool. You know, the, well, you know, I'm really freaking happy for anybody out there that I hope, you know, you guys can think, you know, let the force work with you. That's super cool. Let you work with you because it's like having your bestie stick up in arms for you kicking ass when you become your true one self and soul and stature and strength and formidable manner for honor to do good to all of mankind that's a hero you know what now evil and what now haters you know what now rejectors so anyways that said let's get back to my story my mother recently um, rejected me again and so I haven't seen my mom since Christmas right and um we were so we were starting to get back together and then she just pushes me out again. So um I just realized like the other day I, I it's you're not hurting me anymore, mom, because I'm learning to depend on myself. I'm learning that when I get hurt that no one is here to help me. No buddy. They, you know, there's even people that say they want to help you. Like, I've got, you know, tons of psychics, you know, getting to me saying, Oh, Jennifer, the angels love you. You've got the cosmos and guardians. They're telling you this. They sent me a message. Okay, that's great. But how many times have I been saying, I need a hug? I want a friend. I'm lonely. Sometimes I feel scared. Sometimes I feel pissed. Sometimes I just, I just want to talk to somebody real, you know? So what if I have this... You know, everyone has these psychic abilities. So what? what what's good if I'm just going to, like, you know, what? Be like, you know, Luke Skywalker and just go get in my ship and just fly in the cosmos because I have no one to play with. Or I don't want to fight with anyone because I don't believe in that. And the people that want to fight with me, I don't even deal with those because um, I don't believe in... I, I believe that they're still worth it. You know? So, anyways... Even the people that come with you or come with it against you or for you, when you change your life, they say they're for you, 
but you're still not getting what you desire. <clears throat> and you know what? I don't mind stepping on a couple faces getting up that ladder. You know? Why not? Darth Vader did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And look at him. You know, look how rich that guy was. Jeez. I mean, talk about lifesavers. Lightsavers. I mean, badass. Um, and look at the stormtroopers. Those guys are sexy. You know, I mean, look at all the technology. Look, Darth Vader and, you know, the Death Planet, they were rich as fuck. So, he stepped on way a lot of faces just to get to where he did. So, um, sometimes it's okay to, you know, use an extra step, you know. So, what if it's not an exact stone or ladder or stepping stone? You know, they did it to your mother, your mother's mother, and your kids. That's what the hate of life brings on and subtle, inconsistent, inaudible, terrific, uh, terrific, horrible energies to, to us. You know what I'm saying? So this is what the universe and the universal light has recently conveyed to me and instilled to me within the last 23 hours, 24 hours. I'm a brand new baby or I'm a brand new person and I hope I can walk the walk and talk the light and be the light. And I, I really want to because it's been freaking hard. But anyway, what I have learned is that I myself am amazing um, upright, decisive, pure, strong, individualistic, um, ideal, and, um, perfection and non-perfection and innocent and guilty of, um, Guilty of doing things in my past that I know all of us have done, or maybe I've done more than you. And not guilty on um, the things I say that I haven't done. And innocent on the charges from people that want to hurt me. Same with you. All of that applies to you too. These are the rights that you get that we're not told of as human beings. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm not trying to make you, break you, or make you believe you or me. I'm just here to state, look, these are different ways of growing or getting um, to learn how to focus to get out of a certain scene, energy, or entanglement. That's all. Or, you know, I'm not even saying they're perfect. I know they're not because I'm not perfect because I'm in skin time. And anybody who knows me, that means, you know, skin time, real time here right now on the planet. Just hold on and hold up. Because if you haven't given yourself the real you be the force factor yet, and you haven't given me a chance to let you know how awesome and how much love you really are, then how do you know it even exists or it's real? I'm real. I'm here in skin time. And you hear all these other people saying it, but I'm saying it a different way. I'm saying it where you can comprehend, understand, and have a foresight about yourself. So you're not in the midnight when you're going through it. I don't like when I get the instructions or the memo or my artillery after the fact. Not cool. 
I want to let everybody be forlorned, forewarned, and instructed and taught in nature's own way, matter, being, and beings of light. That's a form of nurture, of um, nutrient coming into your rich soil. And another thing, don't let anybody ever tell you that your heart ain't worth shit because that's a lie right there <sighs> on so many levels and facets. Well, maybe it's, they're referring, I know, they're referring to their own brain. Their own brain is the basketball, you know. There's no thought, there's no, there's no love, there's no decision, there's no, you know, going through uh, horrific, um, heroic battles in life. Uh, for a basketball brain. And I like basketball. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, it's just an example. Um, basketball brains actually want, when they see you, they're jelly. You know why they're jealous? Because they have to use their brain actually for their game. And it hurts every time they pound that shit because it hurts, it hurts. It's all in hate, pain, and angst. It's torture. It's embitterment. Um magnified it by hate a thousand times that they wish you could call it love. It sucks. Basketball brain people suck. So if you're getting treated like that a lot, that means that someone is seeing something super exuberant in you, for you, and around and above. Even if they think they see a twinkle in you. Even if you think somebody loves you. Um, don't just... Don't uh, fall under their under their spell of uh, harassment and pity, pity and um, self-loathing. <laughs> You'll know that I'm I'm speaking the truth to your soul and everything within you when any or one of these subjects, feelings, or intuitions comes up. With the next time you engage with someone and someone makes you feel any of those yuckies. Just remember, you're good to go. You got this. <laughs> you are the knight in shining armor. You are the Trojan. You are the fighter. You are the, the hero. You know, you are everything you ever saw when, a, when you were a baby and a kid and a teen and a man and an old man and a young woman and a victim and a follower. You are that leader. You don't got to go lead it, you know, nation. People make people, people who um, don't want you to be a leader of um, the force within you always let people feel like, um, oh, you can't speak in front of um, big crowds. Oh, yeah, that's like a form of nervousness. And, and it comes from this part. And, oh, you know, you know, if you just pray, that can go away. And there's all kinds of steps. <laughs> I used to think, dude. Leave them alone. You know what? They were just talking to me fine. And I'm a part of public forum. I'm not in my bedroom or my bathroom or my closet jacking off looking at porn. And, and I'm embarrassed to come out and talk to the public. People don't have problems like that. But people that see somebody that are that has a really big, huge light to shine on this planet, which is everyone. But when other naysayers see that. They will pick on you, uh, pick that up like uh, they are, you know, predators. They are predators. Predators always want to keep their prey harnessed. Why? 
Because you are the follower. They are the leader. If they're the leader, do you know what goes behind on the scenes on the leaders nowadays? It sucks. You know it. and I, Or if you don't know it, I'm just going to be honest. I know it. And I'm just going to put it out there. I think that it sucks. I think that people in a leadership position out there, no matter what it is, I think that you guys are doing a shitty job and... Um, I don't commend you for nothing. I don't commend the local governments in the United States and the politics and the politicians for what you guys are standing for, especially Congress. Those guys have a 0.0 period clue about what the fuck real, real reality is and what a real human being is. The only reason they know the word soul is because they are mandated to give account like that in that form and word of a human being or um, law enforcement when they do a head count. There are 79 souls aboard. That's the only time they're forced to acknowledge a human being in that fashion. Other than that, it simply doesn't you know matter to them. And people that are politicians in Congress, it's ridiculous everywhere. And, um, I'm, and I'm a, a you know, a firm supporter of law enforcement, right? But I'm saying there has to be, there can be, you know, huge changes within the human psyche as a collective, you know, to bring it to our center point so we can focus, uh, focus. That's another word I just make up, made up. So we can focus this force to our soul. Other than that, we're still going to be, you know, in this torturous, mundane, um, awful, you know, uh, sitcom, watching ourselves on this freaking station that we can't stand all the time, forced to do this all the time. You're going to raise your kids like that. They're going to raise their kids. They're going to have friends like they're going to make friends like that. They're going to let abuse, you know, tear them down. They're going to let money wield their their lust and passions out of control they're going to become the beast because that's what they want to make it you know you know what this is why we have the inventors and the um the uh philosophers in uh different societies that stand out because those people who stand out stand up stand out are the ones to say hey look at everyone we don't have to be like this in our souls of hate and religion forever. I didn't think that you were a jerk when I didn't know that you were a certain race because you were a different color than me. Until somebody told me in my family. Now I'm forced to hate you. Now my future life as a pre-pubescent teen might look as if I'll be spending the rest of my life in uh, the boys' dormitory and juvenile hall. Um, I'll be getting raped, I'll be getting beat, I'll be a sucker or a punk for somebody, and um, I'll be getting out saying that I'm not gay, but I, I you know what, I want to, I, I just like chicks, I'm a man. You know what, why don't people tell our kids what really goes on in the prisons? I did my kids, I totally did my kids. <sighs> Are you kidding me? I saw what my twin brother went through our entire life in prison. And my mom didn't even, she used to make a great big deal when he came home. And I just said to her mom, one day, Mom, why do you do that? 
She's, we were planning great big dinners and barbecue, whole family coming, balloons and presents and everything. He was getting paroled. And she's all, what? She was yelling at me to act, you know, Miss Prim Perfect Beauty. And I said, why do you do that? She says, what? Do what? I said, why do you constantly treat our our family member like he's a king or a god or a hero? And she goes, what do you mean? I said, you give him this grand, glorious parade like he had won the Super Bowl. No worse. Like he was just honorably discharged out of the United States military, out of the army. And he's coming home with the Purple Heart Award. Mom, he was he's in there because he's not cool in Sunday school. He's in there because he hurt someone and that family is hurting. He's a violent person and you are completely, you know, congratulating. I, I don't understand, Mom. And I get treated like shit when he comes around or kicked out of the house. And I, I, I don't get in trouble so I can, you know, be a good kid. And, you know, she had nothing to say for that. So for what I say to that to people who treat other bad people good. Sayonara. See ya tomorrow. Hey, love and kisses, everybody. Hope and peace be to you. And um, I have faith that you're going to do it.